Brother Hilton, come take your liberty tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Why don't you give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah. 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 I'm grateful for this opportunity. Amen. I, I wouldn't be, um, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to Hebrews chapter 12. We'll go to verse 22 through 24. But I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for my pastor. And um, he's the one that taught me basically everything I know. I was going to say specific things, but really it's just everything. Everything that I know. I've got parents and I've got good man of God in truth. And I'm grateful for that. Amen. Grateful to know the truth. Amen. It's this truth that has set us free. And um, if you have freedom, if you have victory in this place tonight, you owe it to individuals. And I owe it to my pastor. I owe it to my parents. And I'm grateful for what God has provided me tonight. Amen. I take church very seriously. I think I think what's going on here is the most important thing going, period. Amen. I'm thankful for a good job. I'm grateful for good families. I'm grateful for good friends. Amen. But what's going on in this room tonight, to me, is the most important thing, Brother Jaheim. It's, this means more to me than anything else. And I believe that, I believe that, and the reason for that is because I believe it's the opportunity for God to, to come into each of our lives and speak to us and help us. Amen. And intervene in a meaningful way. God is able to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you have a need tonight, God is here. He's able to meet your need. Amen. And I believe that there are some needs in this service tonight. Amen. I believe that uh, the Lord wants to bring perhaps some revelation to the people of God. Amen. I've, I've wrestled this afternoon trying to seek the mind of God, and I feel like I have Stumbled across it, not because of anything that I have done, especially spiritually, but it was the grace of God. And so I want to deliver that to you tonight. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. If you have it, say amen. I gave you plenty of time. <laughs> and if you don't have it, you can cheat. Addy, it's on the wall if you want to. But I see you have your Bible open, so all right. What? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Emmy, do you need to borrow my Bible again? <laughs> I don't mean to embarrass you guys. It's on the wall. You can borrow Reagan's. Or it's on the wall. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 says, But ye are come unto Mount Sion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Verse 23 is really where I want this very first phrase I want you to pay close attention to. To the general assembly... And church of the firstborn. Everybody say the firstborn. firstborn. We are the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. And to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling, and that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight on this simple subject, my birthright. Everybody say my birthright. Come on, this is your birthright. The things that God has available to the true churches is yours. Amen. And I think we ought to stake our claim tonight. Amen. What about you? Do you feel that way? Do you feel that way tonight? Amen. Why don't we just lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord to help us. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity, Lord, to labor in this house tonight. I pray that you would open our minds, open our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for what you've shown me. I pray that you would give me the grace tonight to share this with this great people. I pray that you would open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds to receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save us. Lord, I pray that you would accomplish your perfect will before we leave this place tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. May God bless you. You can be seated tonight. Hallelujah. In our opening text, I asked you to pay attention to a specific phrase. It's, I don't know what it is about me, but if I look in the scripture and I see um, a semicolon or a colon, oftentimes you'll see a scripture end with a semicolon or a colon or even a comma. And, uh, and 
that's not the end of the statement. So the reason I put in these additional scriptures here is because this is the full statement of the writer of Hebrews. That ye are come, and this is identifying the subject to whom the writer is speaking, that it's, it's ye, the, the readers of the word. Ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. I want you to look around in the room tonight. You are sitting among that general assembly and the church, or the call, the ecclesia, the ones who were reached out to and plucked out of our circumstances, our individual situations, and now are associated with the called of God. Amen. And that we are not just any old group of people, but we are the group that is called of the firstborn. Amen. Who is that firstborn? He, Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 tells us that who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things, all things, all things were created by Him and for Him. Amen. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, this church. Amen. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, <laughs> I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Amen. Everything that you need. Amen. Everything that you could ever hope for. Whether here on earth or, or, or in heaven. Amen. I know that many of us perhaps can be bogged down with the day-to-day -day, uh, responsibilities. The life. Uh, going to work. Paying bills. Taking care of family. Putting food on the table. All of these responsibilities. Amen. Weigh heavily on our shoulders. Uh, amen. And in and, and in addition to just those normal responsibilities, we also take on us, uh, amen, a greater and greater responsibility as the world, uh, amen, grows more and more deprived uh, of spiritual and Christian things. Uh, amen. We took for granted, amen, a Christian nation that once was built upon principles, uh, amen, based in God's Word. But now, uh, amen, we find ourselves contending at work and contending at school, amen, with very principles that once were just taken it for granted. Everybody believed in it. Everybody thought the Bible was good. Everybody thought it was worthwhile to read and to study and to know. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, and so we find ourselves amen, contending amen, with those uh, influences, those powers, and these various situations. And I know that each of you perhaps contend with them amen, as well as I. Amen. But we need to remember, amen, what the church is all about. Amen. That we are not just going through motions and uh, we're not just satisfying uh, tradition. Amen. But we are, amen, taking part in that great promise from God Almighty. Hallelujah. Amen. This was the plan from the very beginning of time. Amen. When he spoke the world and the stars and the sun into existence. Amen. When he separated earth. Amen. From water. Amen. When he breathed breath into the body of Adam. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knows the end from the beginning. Amen. He understands, uh, amen, your very situation tonight. He understands, uh, amen, the struggles that you're facing. Uh, he knows, uh, amen, the pain. Uh, amen. He was uh, also, uh, amen, suffering like you and me. He also, as, we, as a man, walked among, uh, amen, men like you and I. And he also experienced it was tempted in all areas like as we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yet, that inheritance remains. The promise is still there. Hallelujah. 
This isn't one of those things that is out there that we'll never receive. Amen. This is not just, he's not like those who give you hopes. I, I, I have a small business and I deal with this near, nearly on a day-to-day basis. If you want to, you can verify with Sister Janessa. We receive phone calls every day, emails every day, amen, and try to pursue these wonderful promises that would, would, uh, would be great if they came to pass. And they'd help me. They'd help me. I had recently, unfortunately, had to lay off like three people because of the turn in the economy and and, uh, and, and, but it would be great if I never had to do that. It would be awesome if every one of the ones that had promised, I'd be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Brother Josh could probably attest to this. I mean, I'm sure he receives twice or three times as many emails and phone calls, or his team does, as I do, trying to work out which ones are real and which ones are fake. Which ones, if any of you have spent any time knocking doors as salespeople or working on a dealership, you know what I'm talking about. People, amen, who lead you on, who act as if they've got the money or act as if they're interested. And then when it push comes to shove, when it comes time, amen, to make the commitment, nothing. Amen. It's, it's as if, you weren't even in these conversations together. They can't follow through. Amen. But our God is nothing like that. Amen. He gave a promise. And it began in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. He told them, amen, you should go into the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. You don't have to wait very long, disciples. But I'm going to quickly, I'm going to soon visit with you. And I'm going to fulfill, amen, the promises that I have been making hallelujah hallelujah but perhaps some of us are like the Israelites who and the children of Israel and the nation of Israel as they amen wandered in the wilderness or fast forward as they amen go back and forth and vacillate between whether or not they're going to live for God or they're going to amen commit themselves to God or other nations and 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 are dealing with various judgments from God throughout the history of, of Israel. Amen. As the chosen people of God, as ones who have been given the birthright, as ones who have been given a great promise, as ones who have been given, amen, their inheritance. Amen. These individuals, amen, these people of God, amen, are left scratching their heads saying, why? Why are we having to deal with Assyria. Why are we having to deal with Babylon? Why are we having to deal with all these different nations? I mean, Persia and, and Mede and Media and all these different nations that, that are affecting our well-being. Didn't God mean what he said when he said it? Didn't God, wasn't God, was God, is God a liar? Amen. And, and you can see, amen, rumblings of this very early in the nation of Israel as they leave Exodus, as they leave the nation of Egypt on into uh, the wilderness and they come across, uh, amen, the rock. Uh, uh, I, I believe it's, uh, it's Masa or something like that. It's the rock that where the Bible says uh, that they chided against Moses. And, and uh, the Bible's, Bible says and immediately after they chided with Moses that, that they tempted the Lord. And the question, the question that they asked in temptation of the Lord was, was is the Lord even here effectively? I, I'm, I'm messing this all up because this is not in my notes here. But, but the question was, is he even here? And, and these grumblings, this complaining, these murmurings began way way, way back, challenging the promises of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews, let me just read another scripture. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past, in time past, unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days, today, spoken unto us by his Son, The ultimate prophet, the one who who walked as God, amen, in human flesh, uh, amen. He gave to us the very word, the very word itself incarnate. Jesus stood and spoke to us, amen, whom he hath appointed, Bible says, heir of all things, by whom 
That's important. You need to notice that. Whom he hath appointed as the heir of all things. By whom also he made the world. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins through his blood. Amen. My, my. This was, this was, uh, I'm getting too hung up in all these details here, but by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Amen. I opened our passage of Scripture talking about that you're coming to Mount Zion unto the city of the living God, a heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. And then I just read to you about the man, the Son of God, the one who comes as the Word of God incarnate. Amen. Who was appointed as the heir of all things. Amen. Was so made so much better. Amen. Than the angels. The promises that He's given to this church. Promises that He's given to you. Amen. Through the sacrifice sacrifice of his blood amen is so much greater than anything amen we can have amen from any angel amen these the inheritance that he's promised amen is so much greater hallelujah amen let's think about it just for a moment amen let's talk about the subject of the lesson or the the message tonight is my birthright what is a birthright i mean what is a birthright i want you to understand jesus he's the firstborn and the birthright in the Old Testament, I told Brother Glenn and, and Brother Jaheim and Brother Jerome, I would probably be preaching this on Sunday, so I don't want to be a false prophet. I had, to come, I had to fulfill my word. No, really, the Lord really started cranking my chain this afternoon, and, and this was something that I couldn't let go of. So you're just going to have to bear with me for a little bit. Amen. But the term birthright usually refers to special rights or privileges Amen. That are granted to the firstborn son. Amen. And, and uh, in, in the in ancient Hebrew society. They, these were individuals who were the firstborn. They received by default because of their order of birth. That they would be, uh, they would receive, first of all, they'd receive a double portion. The father's uh, properties would be divided among the sons. And it wouldn't, if there's two sons, they wouldn't just divide it in half and give one to one and one to the other. But they would divide it in thirds. And then the first two halves would be going to the, the oldest son. The last half, the, last, the second son would only receive a third of what the father had previously possessed. That was first. So the, the firstborn would receive a double portion. But not only would he receive a double portion of the property and possessions, he also received a, uh, the, he was the familial priest. He would become the spiritual leader of the family. And he was the one responsible for any priestly duties that that the that priest would be respons- re- required to do as part of the family, he would bring he would bring the sacrifice to the priest. He would bring he was the one that was responsible for doing that on behalf of his family. And also, he would become the natural leader of the family. He would also he would make decisions about uh, the property and 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 receive that responsibility. And so. That, that is the birthright. That is the right of birth for the individual who is first born. And uh, you can read it in Deuteronomy. There's a, this, this principle goes way back. The one that I, I want to read through some of these just to kind of give you the, an idea. of Deuteronomy 21, we'll skip to verse 16. It says, then it shall be when he maketh his sons to inherit that which he hath, that he may not make the son of the beloved firstborn before the son of the hated, which is indeed the firstborn. He's talking about a man who's married two women and, and he's had a child of both. And if he likes one better than the other one, so he's going to choose the second one. He, the, the, in Deuteronomy 21, the law, the Mosaic law was saying you can't do that. You've got to go by order of birth. If he's the first one that's born, he's the first born so he which he is indeed the firstborn verse 17 but he shall acknowledge the son of the hater for the firstborn by giving him a double portion of all that he hath and for he is the beginning of his strength he's the beginning of his strength the right of the firstborn is his 
It's his right. It's his, it's his right by birth. He was born first and therefore he receives all of those, those benefits that I just described to you as the firstborn. The right of the firstborn is his. God instituted the dedication of the firstborn back in Egypt before they, were, before they left as, as uh, while they were slaves effectively. They were getting ready to be delivered from the nation of Egypt. And so uh, the Lord decided that I'm going, to, I'm going to inscribe a principle right here and right now. Before you guys, and if you're familiar with the story of, of the deliverance from Egypt, you know that the final plague was an angel being sent into the city, the cities, and he would kill the firstborn of the, nation, of the, of the people of Egypt. If they didn't have the blood over the doorpost, then the firstborn in that household would die. And... Um, and because of this, because the firstborn of the Egyptians and those who didn't have the blood over their doorposts, because they, they were dead, the Lord took this and inscribed a principle. We can, we can read, let's skip down to, let's just go ahead and read what I've got given to you, Brother Josh. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast is mine. Verse 12 gets into that reasoning that I was just describing. That thou shalt set apart unto the, the Lord all that openeth the matrix, and every firstling that cometh of a beast which thou hast. The males shall be the Lord's. And every first be, firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with the lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. And it shall be, and, and that, I'll come back to the word redeem here in just a second. Verse 14, and it shall be when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, what is this? Why are you offering these lambs on my behalf? Why are you going through this process? Here's what you've got to tell him. Here's what you need to tell him. Thou shalt say unto him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, from the house of bondage. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that opened the matrix, being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. And it shall be for a token upon thine hand and, thy, and for thy frontlets between thine eyes. For, thy, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. Seems like the Lord established this principle, this underlying uh, requirement that, that if you're going to get freedom, what I'm going to require is the firstborn. I'm going to require the firstborn. Because you did, out of your disobedience and, and, and because of poor decisions on your own, you've gotten into bondage. So if you want to be set free, you've got to give that firstborn, that thing that, that you value so much. Amen. But instead of, amen, instead of offering children as sacrifices, amen, the Lord institutes this process of giving a lamb as a redemptive sacrifice for the firstborn son. Hallelujah. This is the very first instance that we see, amen, of that great and precious lamb sacrifice, lambic sacrifice, amen, that saves the life of the firstborn, amen. And we can make application here, amen, that not only was it the physical lamb, amen, of the children of Israel that redeemed the firstborn of those who were delivered from Egypt, amen, but it was going beyond that, amen, the blood that was put on the doorpost, and it was of, the, of that lamb that was put on the doorpost uh, was the very first sacrifice uh, and it was a typology of what was going to come. Amen. Of that great and ultimate lamb. And that perfect and ultimate sacrifice. Uh, amen. That was to save and redeem each and every one of us. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. The firstborn of all creation. Amen. The firstborn. Amen. Who inherited all things. Amen. Who's responsible for the generation of all things. Amen. Who has all power in heaven and in earth. Amen. Friend, that's how his precious blood, if applied to your doorpost. Amen. If applied to your home. Amen. If you take on the blood and the name of Jesus. Amen. You can also be redeemed hallelujah hallelujah I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight I believe the Lord is going to help us amen the Lord also chose the children of Levi as the firstborn and he wasn't actually the firstborn and, and uh, he wasn't actually the firstborn of his mother amen but scripture teaches us in Numbers chapter 8 verse 17 for all the firstborn of the children of Israel are mine, both man and beast, on the, on the day that I smote every firstborn of the land of Egypt. I sanctified them for myself. Verse 18 says, and I have taken the Levites for all the firstborn of the children of Israel. So they're standing in. The Levites are standing in. All the descendants of Levi are now standing in as the firstborn of the children of Israel. And I've given the Levites as a gift to Aaron. I want you to understand, first, let me just stop for a second. If you don't know, the Levites were the priests of Israel. When they, their sole responsibility and duty was to take those sacrifices that were given and offer them unto God. They're the ones that were spilling the blood. They were the ones that, that were the priests unto the nation of Israel. And this is also a, a type, amen, a prediction of what is to come. Amen. The high priest, Jesus Christ, amen, giving himself as the lamb that was to be slain, amen, for the firstborn of the children of promise. Amen. Verse 18, I have taken the Levites for all the children, for the firstborn, the firstborn of the children of Israel. Verse 19, and I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and to his sons from among the children of Israel to do the service of the children of Israel in the tabernacle of the congregation and to make atonement for the children of Israel. That there, that there be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come nigh unto the sanctuary. This was a very, was a really practical, the, the, the priests served a really practical purpose. No longer did the, did the leaders of the family have to make this sacrifice on their own. No, no longer, they could, they could pay attention and take care of daily duties and their own responsibilities. They could take care of their family. Now they have a dedicated priesthood, amen, whose purpose and sole responsibility was to, amen, provide atonement for the rest of the nation of Israel. Amen. The Lord was instituting, amen, a, a, a practical purpose. This purpose that would be useful, amen, for the children of Israel. Hey, I don't have enough time to go through all those rituals. I don't have enough time, amen, to do all of those. Okay, okay, I'm going to set up a process that you can submit to. Amen, the Lord has our interest at heart. God has an idea that, and he understands what you are going through, what you feel. Amen, the, the sacrifices that you make. And so he's making a way for you and I to be redeemed. Amen. And it began way back then when Israel took the promised land, the Levites, amen, never inherited physical property. They, there was the cities of refuge, but they never inherited land. The, the land was not subdivided, amen, to the Levites as it was the rest of the, of the descendants of Israel. The Lord spoke unto, uh, unto Aaron in Numbers chapter 18, verse 20. Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land, neither shall Thou have any part among them. I am thy part. I am your inheritance among the children of Israel. You don't need to look for riches and wealth and, and, and land and property. What you need to look for is me. You need to get serious. What your job and function as a, as a member of the priesthood of the Levites is to serve the nations of Israel and to serve me. I am your inheritance. What I have promised you as a nation, I mean as the children of the tribe of, Le of Levi, was to be your inheritance. 
You get to walk in my glory. You get to walk, amen, and wash your hands in the brazen labor. You get, amen, to walk into the tabernacle, into the holy place, amen, to offer up the incense. Amen, you get to go, amen, into the holy of holies. Hallelujah. I am your inheritance. I'm going to give you, amen, an experience that nobody else in this land can have. I'm going to give to you an experience that nobody else can relate to. Hallelujah. Anybody picking up what I'm laying down here tonight? Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 9. Wherefore, Levi hath no part nor inheritance with his brethren. Lord is his inheritance. According to the Lord, thy God promised him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's very important that we understand that this is a very crucial moment. This is a very important rule and, 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 uh, and, and process that the Lord established with the tribe of Levi. Amen. So we today in the true church of Olathe can look back and see, amen, these men were able to walk right on in. Amen. If they did things right, amen, if they were able to find that they can obey, amen, and follow every rule and every, amen, every requirement, they can walk right into the presence of God and whatever they needed. If they needed God's presence, if they needed forgiveness, if they needed a change, they could make that request unto God. Friend, I'm here to tell you tonight that it was the Levite's birthright. If you're born into the tribe of Levi, you're a part of this uh, of this tribe, you can go into this place, and I know that there are subdivisions of the Levites don't want to take the time to get into all of that. Amen. So the birthright was a very important, very crucial thing for those who were first born. Amen. But there was a man we studied on Saturday that despised his birthright. He took for granted what was given to him by his birth. And we can write it up to ignorance. We can, I don't, I don't know. I can't really explain everything that went on. Everybody's shaking their head. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. But for those who don't, let me just read the passage of Scripture. Genesis chapter 25, verse 29. And Jacob, the Bible says, sawed pottage. Esau came from the field and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, these are brothers, these are children to Isaac, the son of Abraham. Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray you, pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Verse 31, Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do me? If I'm dead, what is the birthright going to do me anyway? It's going to just default to Jacob. Just give me a, a bowl of soup and let me move on. And Jacob said, you might be thinking that way right now. But when you get the, the bowl of soup pottage in your stomach, you're going to forget all about this promise. I need you to swear unto me. He said, verse 33, Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swore to him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus, the Bible says, Esau despised his birthright. He despised the birthright. Now, I asked the guys the other day, Maybe you remember. If you don't, it's not a problem. But why do you think Esau despised his birthright? What? Didn't value it? Anybody else? He wanted it now. Right. I, I think it might have been a bit of pride. He, he and, I, and I'm not, you know, this is just... As, as Patrick said, this is my opinion. This is not in Scripture. This is not, I can't give you Bible and verse for this. But I do think there's, a, there's some scriptural evidence for this because he talks about how he was, a, he was a hunter. He was able to go and his father loved him because of the venison that he produced. He was able to, and he, and he took pride in what he was doing. And, uh, and I, think, I think 
exactly what you said, Brother Carter. He did not value his birthright above what he was able to produce. He, he thought of himself more highly than he ought. He thought what he could produce was sufficient. He thought what he could do was enough for what he needed. And we can, we can extrapolate that. And I, I don't want to take too much time because I don't want to spend too much time here. But he established the nation of Edom. And Edom was known, amen, because they were very... Uh, savage group of people they were they would attack nations as they came and went and they would they were very uh, uh like a barbarous nation amen Be- because they were so self uh, uh they were so selfish and so uh, self-righteous if you can use that term they were just they were self-reliant there we go there's the right word they were so self-reliant they were focused on themselves i can do it i can get it i can produce it i don't need daddy i don't need mama i can go out into the woods and i can get what i need and that took him quite a ways amen but that's the way he was for the rest of his life and uh, i'm getting too bogged down here but amen we'll make application with that amen in just a minute and I'm done building the foundation, so now we can all clap and we can have church now, okay? You promise? <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys are like, I didn't even realize you were building a foundation. That looked more like a, I don't know, a two-by-four and a, and a nail. I don't know. Okay, we're done trying to make that funny. John chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, we know the scripture, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten. Everybody say begotten. He was the begotten of the Father. He was the one that was born of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus truly was the firstborn. Amen. And with as being the firstborn, he has a great, amen, birthright. I mean, he has a birthright, and we've already identified some of the things that, that the Scripture tells us, that, that he inherited all things in the world, that he has all power. Jesus said this to the disciples. He said, all power in heaven and earth is mine. I, it belongs to me. So it doesn't matter. Amen. If, if I need something, I can do it. I have all power in heaven and in earth. Amen. I can, I can do all things. I was, amen. I was there. Amen. I was there. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I was there. Amen. I was the one, amen, that flung the world into existence. Amen. When Jesus stepped into bodily form on earth, amen, it was the eternal God with all power. Amen. With whatever you need. Amen. Walking among us. Hallelujah. And when Jesus was born, Brother Hall, he was born with all of that power. Amen. He was a man, but friend, he was the almighty God in Christ. Amen. He amen, walked among us, and all he had to do was speak the word. And healing came. Amen. Deliverance came. Amen. And, and the glory of God came as he walked among us. Hallelujah. Amen. His birthright was evident. Amen. His birthright, the inheritance. Amen. Of all things, the inheritance of the world. Amen. The inheritance that Jesus had when he walked among us was evident. Hallelujah. But let me ask you the question. Did all that go away when he ascended into heaven? No, it didn't. Thank you for getting the answer correct. Amen. Thank you. Amen. For a man of God who preaches truth without fear, without favor. Amen. Friend, we are in an apostolic Pentecostal church. Amen. Who has received the inheritance. We are joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might also that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Among many brethren. Jesus was the firstborn among many. 
Hallelujah. Amen. He is, amen, the firstborn, amen, in our family. Amen. The one who was who walked among us with the Spirit of God inside of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. We're to share Jesus' inheritance with him. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Having made unto us the mystery, made known unto us the mystery of his will. Amen. No longer are we thumbing through the pages of the prophets. No longer are we, amen, wondering and contemplating what is the will of God. Amen. When Jesus was born of that virgin. Amen. When the Spirit of God. Amen. That great and precious comforter. Amen. Came. Amen. Amen. Among us. Hallelujah. Amen. He revealed to us his mystery, the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Hallelujah. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together. In one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him. Hallelujah. Amen. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. This to me sums it all up. Amen. That we are a part of what Jesus began when he was born of that virgin. Amen. When he said on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell. Hallelujah. Shall never, shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. 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 Hey friend, I don't want you, I don't want to surprise you or shock anybody. Amen. But what he talked about in verse 10, the dispensation of the fullness of times. Amen. I believe is the time that you and I are living in right now. Amen. We're walking. Amen. In the fullness of times. Amen. Where the fullness of prophecy after prophecy have come to pass. Amen. Through our Messiah, Jesus Christ, where the Almighty God, amen, dwelt among us and gave himself, amen, as the ultimate, amen, lambic sacrifice. Somebody magnify the Lord tonight. Come on, if you're a part, amen, of what he begun, if you've inherited what he's given to us, you ought to thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was in Jesus that we inherited we obtained our inheritance. It was by Jesus that we obtained our inheritance. Amen. Being predestined according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted. Verse 13. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Which is the inheritance, the earnest of our inheritance. Amen. It's the, it's the precursor, if you will. It's a taste. It's just, the, uh, it's just a small portion of what is to come. The earnest of our inheritance. No longer are we talking about the inheritance of that great man. We're talking about our inheritance. We're talking about my birthright. I'm talking about your birthright. When you took on the name of Jesus, when you were baptized and called on the name of Jesus, and all your sins were washed away. Amen. If, if and when 
You receive the gift of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in other tongues. My friend, you are partaking. You are partaking in the earnest. The very beginning. The very start of that great inheritance. Hallelujah. But let me tell you that it's not enough just to take part in it one time. It's not enough just to, amen, take the drink one time and, and be satisfied. Amen. Because there's so much more where that came from. Amen. The inheritance isn't just a good feeling on a Sunday night or a Tuesday night when revelation comes through the Word of God. I'm grateful, amen, for truth when it's preached. I'm grateful, amen, to receive the revelation of God's Holy Word. Amen. But I want you to understand that He's not satisfied with us just to come in and go out but he wants us to receive the great the full inheritance hallelujah Romans chapter 8 verse 13 for if ye live after the flesh ye shall die but if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of, your, of the body ye shall live for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. If you are led by the Spirit of God, you are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. Verse 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, if you received the infilling of the Holy Ghost... Amen. That was the moment that those chains of bondage broke off of your feet. Amen. No longer are you dwelling in the land of Egypt. Amen. But you have shed the blood of the precious lamb and applied it to your doorpost. And you have been redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We're the children of God. Verse 17, it says, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. Everybody say heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him. I want you to, I hope somebody can understand what I'm trying to convey tonight. Amen. That we are not just the children of God. We are not just heirs. Amen. As another child of God. But friend, when we took on the name of Jesus, we became a joint heir. And maybe, Pastor, you can correct me where I'm wrong here. But perhaps the birthright that was given to Jesus, amen, when he was born on this, in this world, amen, when he came in to be born of a virgin and walked among us and the power and the glory that was associated with his ministry and the healings. And I, I'm not preaching that. That's all it is. But, but there is a part of Jesus' inheritance that I've already shown you. Amen. Is that he, was, he inherited all the things of this world. He also inherited all the things of heaven as well. Amen. So all that's wrapped up in his birthright. Amen. And we as joint heirs have also received the same inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not just, I think it's very interesting how Paul, amen, elaborated. He said, if we're children, then we're heirs. Amen. But not just heirs. We're heirs of God. Amen. Everything that is God's, amen, everything, amen, to, to, from God, everything that he's promised us in his great blessed book, amen, is available to us, amen. But as you read through the pages of God's word, amen, you see and you witness, amen, through those eyewitness accounts, amen, of the things that Jesus did, amen, on this earth, amen, and we are also joint heirs with him. Hallelujah. Friend, 
amen, as the Levites uh, stood in the office of the priesthood uh, for the nation of Israel. We also, amen, stand in that office. John chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, amen, verse 9, the music can come, uh, but ye are a chosen generation. Amen, you're the called out ones. Uh, amen, you're the ecclesia. You're the church. Uh, you're a chosen generation. Uh, amen, a royal priesthood. Uh, amen, you don't have to go and offer your sacrifices amen to one more holy quote unquote than you amen but you amen of your own volition of your own will amen can come humbly before the cross and offer your sacrifice to him hallelujah you're a royal priesthood and holy nation peculiar people hallelujah hallelujah nobody can praise the Lord on my behalf Hallelujah. When I think about, we sang it earlier, His goodness and what He's done for me. When I think about, amen, the bondage that I used to be bound up in. I think about all of the things that, that I used to be, that I used to struggle with and, and deal with. Amen. How is it that God made me a joint heir? Amen. I was just a slave to sin. Amen. I was just one among many. Amen. I was bound up. Amen. By amen, the things of this world. Amen. But he said, you're chosen. You're a chosen generation. Jared, step out of that land of bondage. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think oftentimes, uh, amen, too many apostolics, uh, too many blood-bought individuals, uh, amen, walk as if their legs are, are still bound by chains and lift their hands as though their arms are still weighed down by the bondage of sin. And I want to bring, uh, amen, somebody a revelation, amen, that you no longer have to act that way. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Victory is real. Amen, liberty is real. The blood of Jesus can heal. The blood of Jesus can save. Hallelujah, you're a child of God. Begin to play. You're a child of God. You're a joint, you're an heir of God. You are a joint heir of, with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Uh, amen. I believe the Lord has come to visit with us tonight. Amen. Jesus said, uh, Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. If you believe in God, you believe in God, you believe also in me. If it were not, amen, I'd go in my father's house, our many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'd go to prepare a place for you. But, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I'll receive you to myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Hallelujah. Friend, we're, this is nothing more than just a journey. Amen. To get to where Jesus is. Hallelujah. But in order to get to where Jesus is right now, we've got to walk. Amen. His footsteps. You aren't going to, amen, experience victory in your life if you continue to dabble in those old sinful ways. You're not going to experience the victory that Jesus showed as he walked on earth amen if you amen revert to those chains of bondage hallelujah but if you walk in victory if you walk amen as a child of God Amen. If you deny the lies of the enemy amen if you step out in faith amen no doubt as Jesus had to. Amen. He was a man. He got hungry. Amen. He thirsted. Amen. He desired like you and I. And I wonder sometimes uh, if doubt crept into his mind. Uh, amen. But never did we ever witness it. Uh, amen. You saw amen, the man with authority stand up uh, and declare what thus saith the word of the Lord. Amen. Because he was the word incarnate. Hallelujah. If we could all stand together tonight. I've come to speak to the general assembly, the church of the firstborn. Yeah. 
don't forget who you are. I'm not preaching that we're little gods, that we're demigods. I mean, if you think that, you don't have a revelation of who Jesus is. You need to understand that he was the man who had to conquer his flesh just like you need to. He was a man who went through the birthing process just like you did. Who grew up and struggled, amen, in his mind and in his spirit and in his will. Yet he overcame. And perhaps you might think that I'm preaching too high of a standard tonight. Jesus is the perfect example. He never failed. Yes, he was tempted in all areas like as we are, but he was without sin. And while I'm preaching about him, I want you to understand that if you take on the same spirit that was in Christ, take on the same mind that was in Christ, you can also walk free from sin, liberated from the bondage of this world. Hallelujah. You were called to do so. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost reaching right now. Come on, quit listening to the lie of the enemy. Telling you you're not worth it. You're not, you can't do it. You can't live that way. You can't believe that way. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Amen. Get in the Bible. Amen. And get on your knees. Amen. And find, amen, that mind and find that spirit. Amen. That dwelt in Christ. Amen. Get a revelation. Amen. As the heir of God, as a joint heir with Christ. Amen. That you, amen, can, amen, gee, what Jesus said. Don't let your heart be troubled. Stop being worried about everything. Stop thinking about all the things that you have to contend. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in God. Believe in God. Hallelujah. I've been, I've been the best example. I'm speaking on behalf of Jesus. I've been the best example that I could be. I took on, amen, the form of man. Amen. I took on all of the temptations and all of the pain and all the physical limitations that you have. And I've demonstrated just how you can believe in God. I've demonstrated just how you believe in God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just talk to the Lord right now. I feel the Spirit of the Lord reaching. Hallelujah. Come on, friend. You're not a mistake. You were chosen. You're a part of this chosen generation. Hallelujah. You can make your own sacrifice. Come on, as the church begins to pray. Let's ask the Lord to have His way tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Come on, church. Let's continue to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's not wait for somebody else to pray. This is up to us to carry the burden of the service. Hallelujah. I feel like the Lord wants to do something special tonight. Let's not stop what God wants to do. Let's let God have His way. Come on, let's respond to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I mean, I've got somewhat more to say, but I want to, we've got to maintain the spirit of prayer. I mean, let's be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, that means we need to lift our voices. That means we need to talk to the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe in God, you believe in what His Word has to say. You believe, amen, in what the Word of God tells you. Amen. Then you should also believe in Jesus as the man who was a perfect example of every word that was written in this book. Amen. He was the living example. He was the image of the invisible God. He was the image of the person of God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And you, amen, as a person, as a child of God, can also walk, amen, as Jesus did, amen, in this earth, amen, walking according to the command, walking in obedience to His Word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, let's talk to the Lord right now. Jesus, we love you, Savior. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if you've been born again of water and of the Spirit, this is your birthright. If you accept a man, be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hey, but if you've been born again, you can. You can. Don't forget your promises. Don't forget your inheritance. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 